Welcome to Trying to Figure It Out, Colby. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Trying to Figure It Out, Bo. Hi, everybody. Podcast adjacent here. Welcome to Trying to Figure It Out, Thomas. Thank you. Welcome to Trying to Figure It Out, Quentin. Hi, excited to be here. Welcome to the podcast. It's a real pleasure to be here. What was your relationship like with your parents growing up? I was always a mama's boy. I breastfed till I was four years old. Gabby was stolen on the last day that Words Brothers was open. If you have Gabby and you're listening, please return her. How has your relationship changed since becoming parents? We need to set a foundation for our child. That was it. That's the day that I knew that I had to leave because if I stayed, she would have to go through what I went through. And sometimes to protect your kids, you also have to protect yourself. Friendship breakups are a real thing. It's just so important to have boundaries up and to be protective of yourself because friendships are everything. You can yeah. still be a great person without giving everything away. Being part of the community that I'm in, it's so hypersexualized. Yeah, that, it like, is. If I'm not doing anything on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm like, I should be having sex. Like, Why am I not having sex right now? I'm just excited to see myself become this new version of me and start to learn who I am now. I just want to get to know myself better. Okay, ready? Yeah, this camera, you got it. Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Trying to Figure It Out. We are here with season two. I definitely needed this break. I had a move, the holidays happened, so many things have been going on, but I am so excited to be back. I really feel like I was able to take the time I needed to process season one and how much we accomplished and how much I learned and what I was excited about and really took that and allowed myself to figure out how I want to come back with season two, what I want to do with the podcast, where I want to take it. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be back. I'm so excited to give you guys more episodes, more insight, more life stories, life updates, everything. I don't even know where to begin, honestly. I left off with you guys in... December. And that was a very hard episode for me to put out, but it was unbelievably fulfilling for me. You guys gave me support that I didn't even know was possible to receive. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you all so much for making me feel so safe and making this feel like something I was really meant to be doing at the time that I started doing it. Now we're going to get to some positive vibes and I'm going to update you on what I've been doing. Obviously, Christmas was great. I think it went by weirdly fast this year. I still have a Christmas candle lit right now and there's like weird little leftover Christmas decorations that I just kind of refuse to take down in my house and I'm just going to leave it that way until people really call me out enough. Actually, side note, Outside my house, I still have my Christmas lights on my entire house. So I think my neighbors hate me. For New Year's, I truly did nothing. And it was the best New Year's ever. I feel like there's a few holidays in the year that are just like a little bit overhyped. And I think New Year's is a very good example of one of those where like there's so many plans. Everyone is going to go out. Everyone's going to do something it's so overcrowded and intense and there's so much expectation and hype and then you get there and it's just like it can be really fun but it's also just sometimes like too much and I really decided this year that I wasn't going to give in to the FOMO or to anything and I was just really going to lay low and that's what I did and I had the best time ever. I did however go to Disney that weekend which is not shocking. I really brought in the new year with a Disney trip and I set a record for myself in January. I went to Disney every Sunday of January. And 
I don't know if I'm proud of that or embarrassed by it or how I feel. I definitely am on a, a bit of a Disney break right now, but it felt like the right thing to do in the moment. Like every weekend, I was just like, that's what I want to do this weekend. And so I sent it four Sundays in a row. I decided I'm going to start a concierge service. It's going to be Disney with me and you pay me a fee to give you the full Disney with me experience because I'm telling you it's like very different than what you would imagine a day at Disney to be. My typical day at Disney is like we start at California Adventure. You always have to get the park hopper. That's a must. It really does enhance the experience. You have to be able to go to both parks. So you get the park hopper ticket and then you go from California Adventure where you can get drinks. You can go on a few more of the crazier rides that they have there. Then you have some more drinks. You eat some of the really bomb food. And then once you're a little buzzed, you cross over. That's when you really wreak havoc on Disney. It's a a moment where you forget that this is a place for children and you basically just make it your spot as if it's like the club or whatever you want it to be and you have the best time ever. You just go on every ride. You go to dinner at the Blue Bayou, which I don't, I'm going to out myself on this. Like I have never in my life had a reservation at the Blue Bayou. This is the restaurant at Disney that's like inside the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You have to make a reservation like six months in advance. It's a whole thing. I have never in my life made a reservation there, but somehow I've never not eaten there when I've gone to Disney. I will do whatever it takes to get a table. I have never been turned down. And so that makes me realize that they're kind of lying when they say that they're fully booked. But it's also like part of the excitement of my Disney experience and my Disney day is like scheming the Blue Bayou. Like it, it's number one on my list of things to do. Like I went four Sundays in a row and my boyfriend at one point was like, we don't have to go to the Blue Bayou this time. Like we don't have to. I was like, no, we have to. It's like part of the day. It doesn't feel the same if you don't go to the Blue Bayou. We did it and we made it in every single time. For those of you who don't want to scheme, which I don't really recommend, but if that's an option for you, just know it will work. But if you don't want to scheme, I highly recommend that you plan your Disney trip in advance and you make the reservation because it really does make the day super fun. Anyway, I am starting a service where if you want to come to Disney with me, you buy your ticket, you pay me a hundred bucks and I'll make it the best day of your life. I swear to God. So I gave you guys my holiday update. I gave you guys my Disney update, which I feel like is just par for the course at this point. Post holidays, like strip down the fact that I'm like a holiday lover and I love everything about celebrating anything. I think that the hardest months of the year, without a doubt, are like January after New Year's through March maybe like the first week of April. I say that because that's when my birthday is. So I'm like, it gets better in April. But you go from like a really crazy high of every holiday. Like you start with Halloween and then everything comes after that. And it's just like high, high, high. And then you just crash and there's like nothing to look forward to except Valentine's Day. And then Valentine's Day, in my opinion, is a really fucked up holiday because there's so many people out there who are having their own issues. So I just think that this time of year can be really tough. I have been trying really hard to figure out how I can make these months still exciting and not 
a period of time where I'm just looking forward to something because that's usually what we do to get through these few months. We're like, oh, April will come and then we have spring break. So I've been on this journey of really trying not to like look forward to something that's coming up because then when that's over, I'm back to square one. I'm trying to really learn to appreciate just the small things that I like to do in a day. My favorite part of the day is having coffee. Like I love to have my Starbucks or whatever it is. I don't even drink these fancy drinks that everyone gets. Like everyone has their long Starbucks order. Like, no, I'm drinking a black cold brew with nothing in it, the largest size possible. And that's it. Like it's nothing exciting. But for me, it's just like a part of my day that I love overall like the little things like I want to take my dog on a walk every single day and then just like looking forward to the weekend not a trip not three weekends from now it's like okay what's on Friday that I can look forward to whether that's going home and doing nothing or going to dinner or going bowling or doing like the little corny things that I like to do whatever that is every year like there's always going to be January, February and March we're always going to go through the winter blues like that's always going to happen so i think finding a way to do the little things to really learn how to stay present is super important and i have not mastered that but i'm trying to and i'm trying to just like really soak it in so yeah i'm really excited to just be sitting here it feels so good to tape again i'm happy that i'm in a room with my favorite people who just support me and uplift me and make me feel really good about what i'm doing i'm so grateful for that and really excited for what's to come from now on when we do solo episodes i'm going to always incorporate something that's a little bit fun and exciting and for those of you who are just listening you're just gonna have to hear what i'm saying and those of you who are watching you'll be able to really soak in the imagery of what I'm going to show you guys. So we're going to do just fun little activities in each solo episode because I think it's a fun way for you guys to get to know me better. And that's really the main point of this episode. Today, we are going to do a what's in my bag because my bag is quite literally the most absurd thing. When I walk into work every day, people hear my bag jingling and they're like, oh, Allie's here. Like, yep, she's arrived. And people don't, I don't even know what's in here. This bag it just fills up to the point where it hurts me to carry it. The straps, I'm using like a sweat, I call it a sweater bag for you guys to see it. Okay, It's literally like, I would love to know how much it weighs. It's honestly so heavy right now. It's like a sweater bag that I saw on some influencer and I was like, I need that bag. So we're going to do a what's in my bag. I'm going to show you guys some weird shit that I always have on me. And I don't even think I know that I have it on me. It's so unintentional, but yeah, here we go. Okay. Well, for starters, we have my computer because you never know when you're going to need that. We have my notebook. Um, I have a lot of physical health issues. So my bag is also a pharmacy. I have at least... 10 to 12 prescriptions in this bag. I have a pass from the Super Bowl. It was my bus pass to get back to the hotel I was staying at. Nail file, crucial. My wallet is always just like somewhere in this bag. Like I always know it's in there, but I never know where. So sometimes I'll be like looking for maybe 30 minutes for this thing, but it's always there. I have my manifesting journal. I don't use it often, but I sometimes just feel like if it's with me and I think of something, it's translating onto the paper and it's manifesting for me. This is 
kind of sad, but I love having it in my bag. This is from my grandfather's funeral in 2004. It was the cards that everyone who attended got. I actually didn't go because my family thought that that was best for me, but I keep this card in my bag and it just says the prayer of Hail Mary and it's in loving memory of my grandpa who I called Pop-Up. So I keep that in my bag because it makes me feel like I'm keeping him with me. Um, ew. <laughs> I have these sunglasses. Okay, that's another thing. Sunglasses for me, if you're my friend or someone who cares about me, don't let me spend money on them because they end up in this bag and they get crushed and dirty and gross. These have the most disgusting amount of dust and like crud in the lenses. It's disgusting. There's literally a piece of fuzz covering the brand of what sunglasses these are. I should not be left alone with nice things. And I should not be able to have nice things, honestly. This is a very important thing in my bag. Monopoly deal. You never know when you're going to want to play a game. I played at work during my lunch break yesterday. Sometimes I'll play if I'm in the car and I don't know what to do with a friend or waiting for something. We're going to play Monopoly deal in the car. So always keep that in my bag. Never leave it at home. I feel like everyone has a dongle in their bag. No, you never know when you're going to need it, but you always need it at some point. Someone always asks if you have one and it's fun to be the person that says yes. Lip balm. I honestly have no idea what this is. I just put it in my bag. Oh, it's like a mini perfume tester. Now we're getting to like the real nitty gritty. Like I don't even know what's in here at this point. Sunscreen. Two hanky pankies. I honestly think my mom put these in my stocking at Christmas. And when I was leaving her house, I didn't know where to put them. So I just threw them in the bag and I guess now they can just be used as emergency underwear eyeshadow brush which I've low-key been looking for my producer's probably gonna be mad at me for this but like there's some little like discs with old podcast episodes on here <laughs> and I know we were looking for this a couple weeks ago so we found it a hair clip oh my vaccine card um, okay, this is crazy. My mom works for Charlotte Tilbury and I have just brand new Charlotte Tilbury products in here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. We have a Charlotte Tilbury wand, a lipstick, glow toner, setting spray. I don't know where the cap is. <gasps> okay. See a $2 bill. That is good luck. I don't know where this came from, but they say to never use a $2 bill because actually if you're buying something for $2 with a $2 bill, you're actually paying like $10 for a $2 item because the, the $2 bill is worth way more than $2. So they say to like keep this somewhere for good luck. So I guess I'll just keep it in the sack. There's so many meds in here. Like I can't escape it. Ew, there's like an exploded thing of Mentos and there's just like Mentos literally everywhere in the bag. What the hell are these? These are Guatemalan coins. I think they're called Quetzales. And the final thing that I can find in this bag 
is one strangely small battery that I don't know what you use for, and there's only one of them. Honestly, this is just making me realize that I really need to get my shit together because this is gross and embarrassing, and there's a lot of great stuff in here that I could really have been using for a long time, and I just completely forgot. My bag is like a black hole, and if you ever hear me walk by you and you hear a really loud jingling sound and you're wondering what the fuck that is, it's probably the sound of my personal pharmacy, my Monopoly deal, my makeup products, my computer, and random other shit that's spilled in my bag over the last two years of me using it. So yeah, that's what's in my bag. Well, that was embarrassing and we cleaned up the mess. For the final segment of this episode, we are going to change things up a bit. If you know me, you know that I am a true sucker for reality TV. It is literally my favorite thing on planet Earth. It's mindless, and when you watch it, you can truly step away from any problems you're having and just watch the true entertainment that is in front of you. So one of my favorite things about reality TV is the confessionals. When you're watching a scene and then the person who's controversial in that scene then comes up on the screen and they're just straight up talking with the producers. So we're going to do a trying to figure it out confessional and my producer Eliza is going to interview me and ask me questions for context I have no idea what she's going to ask me we're really going to do this on the spot Eliza take it away what is your favorite tv show (laughs) one tree hill not even a question what's your favorite ride at disney disneyland or disney world give me both if we're in california it's guardians of the galaxy the one where you're like flying up and down in the little elevator if we're in florida it's guardians of the galaxy at epcot which is the new ride that just opened and it is the craziest ride i've ever been on but they're two different guardians of the galaxy rides what's your favorite (laughs) restaurant in la shoe it's a sushi place in beverly Glen, and it has the best sushi i've ever had in my life but they also have pasta and like everything you could imagine so definitely shoe it's the best ever how about in new york Oh, Osteria Marini. It's Italian, and it is my favorite place to go in New York. It's so good. What's your favorite snack right now? Okay, so I'm not really a snacker. I'm more of a meal person. So when I want a snack, I typically make a meal. And I would say that my favorite right now is Annie's Mac and Cheese. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> a stripper. <laughs> I didn't know. I told my whole family. They still know to this day. They make fun of me for it. But like until I was probably like ten, that was my answer. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Chad Michael Murray. What is your love language? Honestly, I would say like affection, like hugs, cuddles, physical touch. Yeah, physical touch. But not like sexual touch, physical touch. Like holding my hand at a restaurant when I didn't expect you to hold my hand, I'll be like, swoon. (laughs) How would you define your personal style in three words? Ooh. Clothes that are too big on me, a really like cheap and like casual top with like funky pants, and really cool shoes are like sneakers love my sneaker collection if you could have any superpower what would you choose 
I think I'd be a healer. Just cure anything. Oh, I'm nauseous. Here, let me touch your hand. No more nausea. If you could swap lives with any one person for the day, who would you choose? Kim Kardashian. I just want to know. Like, from the minute she wakes up till the minute she goes to sleep, like, what goes on in her day and how many people help her and how many people, like, do things. And I'm just so fascinated. (laughs) What would your death row meal be? It would be, like a buffet of my three favorite cuisines, which would be Italian, Chinese, and sushi. And there would definitely be like a massive charcuterie board, like brie, salami, prosciutto, bread. Definitely like a cheese plate, honestly. I I would settle with just the cheese plate. I don't even need the whole buffet. (laughs) Where was your first kiss? And is there a good story behind it? My first kiss was in the basement at my mom's house. My fifth grade boyfriend, uh, when we had our first kiss, it was because two people like pushed our heads together and then we literally pecked. It was at that age where like you didn't want your parents to know or you were like scared you were going to get in trouble or like it felt like it was wrong. And my sister found out that it happened and like used it as blackmail for me to like do things for her around the house or like give her like a foot massage for months so that she wouldn't tell my parents that I kissed a boy. <laughs> what does a perfect day look like to you? Ooh, a perfect day is sleeping in till whenever I want to get out of bed, having some scroll time where I just watch TikToks or do whatever I feel like doing on my phone getting out of bed, getting my coffee, maybe doing a little shopping or window shopping, which I suck at, but window shopping is cool if you're good at it. And then after that, probably getting dinner at one of my favorite restaurants with my closest friends and then going home and watching One Tree Hill or reality TV. That's a perfect day for me. Or honestly, scratch it all and me just waking up and then going straight into a One Tree Hill marathon where I watch it until I go to bed and then start again the next day, that would be a perfect day for me too. (laughs) Complete the sentence. In 10 years, I want... To have five kids, live in Calabasas, and be completely self-sufficient working for myself and have my own brand business company and also happiness happiness is probably the most important of all of that but like if we're talking tangible things those would all be nice <laughs> what is your favorite memory from the past year okay this is gonna be kind of sappy but my best friend moved to LA and when she moved to LA she moved in with me and this like the time period where we lived together was like probably the most fun I've had since living in LA and just like that changed my energy and my vibe like the that was definitely the highlight of the last year for me because it just kind of like brought the spark back into my life of like remembering who I was before a lot of really hard things happened to me so Megan your best friend is actually in the room right now she is (laughs) tell her what you value most about your friendship we could literally do anything together, even if it's not something either of us would like to normally do if it was up to us. And we will make it so fun and so silly and so goofy. And 
Megan's one of those people where I feel like you have friends that you put in buckets, like a friend that you can laugh with and be really silly with, the friend who you can call when you're a disaster, the friend that you can go out with and have a really crazy night. Megan like doesn't fit in any of those buckets because she's every single one of them for me. Like I had a bad day literally yesterday and then I'm at work. Megan lives really close to where I work. I go straight to her place for the first 30 minutes. I'm like in a weird mood. And then five seconds later, like we're watching a movie and we're dying of laughter. I'm like, it, it doesn't even matter what was going on in my life. And we don't have to talk about it, but we can talk about it. She's just the best kind of friend you could ask for. So very grateful for her. Love you. Love you. <laughs> when was the last time you cried and why? Okay, I swear like Lexapro just makes you not cry. <laughs> I don't know. Like I need to cry sometimes and I can't. The last time I cried was like two weeks ago. I had like a bad day and wasn't happy and let it out. But I have to be like really sad to cry based on the amount of Lexapro that I take. <laughs> like I have to be really sad or really triggered. It's not easy to cry. What's the biggest lesson therapy has taught you? I don't know if it's that therapy has taught me something specific that has like changed my life. I think that the biggest lesson I've learned in therapy is that you get out of it as much as you're willing to give. So I don't know if that's necessarily like something a therapist has taught me, but it's not, I don't think it matters. Like you could have one day where you get really great advice or you have a breakthrough, but I think therapy is like truly, you get out of it what you're willing to put in. And that's just a fact. What would younger you be most proud of if she saw you now? I think she'd be proud that I'm living life being my most extra self and just going for whatever I feel like going for. I think when I was younger, I always had this same personality that I have now where I would literally go into New York City to get nail designs when that wasn't even a thing. Just like little things like there was in our town, there was like a sidewalk sale and I would set up a stand every year where I would give people glitter tattoos. And like I didn't grow up in Bumblefuck, like it wasn't the middle of nowhere, but I always felt like I stood out like a sore thumb, I had a big personality and I wanted to do things and I wanted to not be judged for it. And I wanted to just like go with my instinct and be impulsive and be a little crazy and silly. And I feel like I do that now and I don't care what people think and the people in my life are the people, even if they don't agree with it or they're nothing like me, they like respect me and know who I am and they're not really trying to change me like they might have when I was younger. I just own who I am. <laughs> Alpiece three for the week. What is your ultimate all-time Alpiece three? So if you could only listen to these three songs Ooh. for the rest of your life. Okay, number one. Big Jet Plane, Angus and Julia Stone. That's got to be in the rotation. Number two, Yellow by Coldplay. That song is just one of the greatest songs ever made. It's If you don't like it, you're lying. It's not even true. You're just lying. It's a great song. Um, and then number three, this is so hard. I hate this question. I'm going to go with a Beatles song. And it's going to be... Golden Slumbers. It's like one of the shortest Beatles songs ever, but it is just like the sweetest little lullaby, and I love that song so much. So those would be my three. If I could only listen to three for the rest of my life, I'd be content with that. Okay, last question. <laughs> what can we expect from trying to figure it out season two? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Honestly, this is like a perfect day to be taping this episode because 
just this week, I've locked in three really exciting guests that I cannot wait to tape with, to announce, to put out for you guys to see. Where we left off last season was a really big moment for me and a really impactful story that I shared. But I think with that, there's so much that that story has impacted in my life. And I didn't want to, you know, lay it all out while also telling a really hard story to tell. So I think that that kind of set the tone for getting into topics that are a little deeper, are a little more personal, but also super important. And there's going to be some deep episodes. You're definitely going to be seeing Bo. You're definitely going to be seeing my friends. You're going to be seeing hopefully some of my family. I'm dying to get my grandma to come out here and come on an episode. I think you guys would love hearing what she has to say. But yeah, there's so much to look forward to. I'm more so just excited to be back doing what I love doing and feels really good. This is my therapy and I hope it's yours too. And it's just so fulfilling. So I had the best time taping this episode. I cannot wait for you guys to see what we have in store for you. We will be back next week with another exciting episode. And thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Welcome back to trying to figure it out. Thank you.